0: All right, Betty's, we're going to talk about supplementation in the wintertime. And I wanted to go on this geeky magic carpet ride with you because my supplementation patterns and my recommendation patterns actually changes over the course of the year. So there will be different supplementation patterns. Uh, practices and protocols that I like to talk about in the wintertime. Uh, And those change and shape shift as we move into spring and summer and fall. And of course, you probably know if you've if you're a longtime listener to the pod, you know that I love to talk about cycles as it pertains to women as well. So I will talk about how we change our supplementation based on where we are in our menstrual cycle or for menopausal, how that might change. And of course, I talk a lot about that in my upcoming book, The Betty Body. And I'll put a link uh, for those of you that want to find out more because we have officially released the title, officially released um, the book cover image. But today I wanted to talk about winter supplementation specifically because I want to talk about some of the different Parameters that change in wintertime with our behaviors, with sonic ex- with sunlight, and with you know movement and stress management. And of course, I also would like to take the opportunity to talk about this in the context of immune function. And I am specifically referring to the year that was 2020. So I want to be talking about some supplements where we have some emerging evidence uh, based on the literature that can help with whether you are infected with any type of invading pathogen, whether that be a virus or a bacteria and any type of, uh, pathogen, that the specific supplements we're going to talk about today have been shown, at least in some of the literature that is available um, at the time of this recording, which is in at the end of December in 2020, around how we can create more immune resilience, decrease pro-inflammatory uh, pathways, and increase the uh, robustness and the resilience of our immune system. I am a huge fan of the Bio Optimizers Magnesium Breakthrough. It has seven forms of magnesium, which is going to help to transform your stress and your performance and your recovery and your sleep to the next building recovery and health, the list goes on and on. You're basically getting them all in one supplement. Each supplement itself is 500 milligrams of magnesium, which I feel is such So when we talk about the winter time, we already, you know, pandemic or not, we have a few constraints, right? The first is that our days are shorter and the daytime light, of course, is shorter and there's more darkness. So the first thing that you may notice, and I've had women report this to me over several years, and I've noticed this myself, we ought, we want more sleep. We're kind of more tired. We don't want to do as much in the winter. We're just like bears, you know, we want to hibernate. And, you know, when you look outside and it's dark at 530, this is also a cue from Mama Earth, you know, that we should and we can be spending more time sleeping. And, when we when we think about this in the context of cycles, I interviewed uh, Dallas Hartwig um right back in February. I'll link out to the show notes with with our conversation. So he talks a lot about cyclical living and I really agree with this paradigm that in this in terms of the cycles of the seasons, winter is a time for deep restoration and repair and I have often said on this podcast I talk about this in the book that it's not in the activity in which we grow but it's when we take a break from said activity that we allow for that rest and recovery. So for example, you know if you're in the gym, it's not in the gym where you actually build the muscle. The gym is where you rip the muscle apart, right? So it's actually when you take a break from the gym, and you go home and you rest and you take your Epsom cell baths and you do all the things that um, or you just don't work that muscle for a day or two. It, that is where you are going to get your muscle growing. And the same is true for sleep. If you and 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 wintertime, so sleep is really the linchpin to better health. Like you, Betty, cannot green smoothie your way out of poor sleep. You just can't. So this is, um, you know, this is so important. Sleep is so important for brain health, for cognition, for mood, for executive function, for inhibiting lower brain um, uh, centers, uh, for like fuel partitioning, like sleep is everything. Um, when I taught in the book, um, as you will very soon see, I actually dedicate an entire chapter. It's, I think it is like by word count, the longest chapter in the book. And I go through step-by-step how you are going to sleep how to sleep like a goddess, okay? So sleep is super, super important. But in terms of supplementation, uh, given that we have less light exposure, the first one, the first uh, supplement that I wanna talk about is vitamin D3 with a K2 blend. So vitamin D3, this is a fat-soluble vitamin, one of the 24 micronutrients that are critical for human survival. Like you cannot survive without vitamin D and you need to get it from your diet. Uh, or the sun, right? The sun is a major source of the nutrient. So in months like spring and summer, and even into fall, we have much more daylight uh, time. We have much more sun exposure, but in winter, of course, we're getting less of it from our environment. Now, if you are someone who eats eggs and fish, these are foods that are typically higher in, in vitamin D, but we wanna be thinking about this in terms of supplementation because vitamin D has been shown across the literature board to help with immune health, with bone health, with reducing the risks of cancer, heart disease, diabetes, MS, like you name it. It's actually also been shown to increase testosterone levels. So people who are deficient in vitamin D have, we've seen in studies that they have increased their testosterone levels. And this is like for my Bettys who are listening, who are over the age of 45, you know, maybe you're in late perimenopause um, or even menopause where we see decreased levels of testosterone and estrogen, Um, in addition to some of the other things that you might be doing, like a ketogenic diet or, you know, resistance training, vitamin D supplementation may also be of a huge benefit for you. So when we think about this from the sun and this, I know that this podcast reaches, I think we're at 180 countries, which is like, such a proud mama moment for me. So I know that there's going to wherever you're listening, you might be listening in a very warm country near the equator. This is going to be less significant for someone who lives near the equator versus if you are in England or somewhere in Europe or North America where you experience um all four seasons. And the reason why this is is your body produces vitamin D from cholesterol, okay? So provided there's enough um UV light from sun exposure, your body can make vitamin D. But you only, there's only enough vitamin, pardon me, there's only enough UV light coming from the sun when there is a UV index of three or higher. And that only occurs consistently near the equator, like year round near the equator for people like me who live on the East coast. I'm in Toronto, Canada. Um, you know, for anyone who's on the East coast, like the New York's and the Carolinas and the pencil, like all, you know, everything, my, my, um, my cousins in Quebec, like all of that, we really need to be thinking about, um, vitamin D supplementation. And of course, when we think about vitamin D in the context of immune health, there's actually been some really great studies that have come out in the last, um, call it month or two, that have shown that vitamin D supplementation is not not that it is uh, prophylactic. So it's not gonna prevent you from getting sick with any type of flu, any type of virus. But when we look at people who have had for example, COVID-19, what many studies are reporting is that people who had more severe complications were, did not have adequate levels of vitamin D in their blood. So there was one study, they looked at 216 people with COVID-19 and 80% of them didn't have adequate levels of vitamin D in their blood. And we had, there was, um, found that people who had COVID-19 and lower vitamin D levels also had higher number numbers of inflammatory markers. So ferritin was higher, D-dimer was higher. And these are, you know, have been linked with poor outcomes, not just from that particular virus, but just viruses in general. And I'll put a link uh, in the show notes for some of these uh, these, sci- these scientific um, pieces of literature that I'm referring to. I'm not just pulling this out of the air. So this is why it's important in the wintertime, okay? You know, the wintertime all, all, all winters, except this year, I don't know what has happened to the flu. The flu seems to be on vacation this year, but it is the colder months where we see an increase in colds and flu. And we also see things like increases in death from cardiovascular disease and like everything gets worse in the wintertime. Um, so we want to be thinking about vitamin D supplementation every single winter, not just this one, but I'm trying to highlight for you specifically for 2020, um, why vitamin D might be important, um. I am a big fan of the other supplement that I'm a big fan of is zinc. Of course, if we're speaking about immune resilience, we have to talk about zinc. Um, zinc has been shown to arrest viral replication, and um, you know, taking uh, taking zinc. We want to be thinking about. I, I tend to take fifty milligrams daily through the winter. Now, you can actually super load up on zinc, like if you are zinc deficient. Um, it has been shown to be safe. For you to take up to 100 milligrams of zinc a day, uh, in the short term, so like two months, uh, maybe three months maximum. But this dose, like 100 m- m- um, milligrams, is is higher than the sort of tolerable upper limit. So you can't really take this for a long period of time because zinc. Um, Gets shuttled. In, there's a there's a transporter that zinc shares with calcium, magnesium, and iron. So if you are only super loading with zinc all the time, you are going to over the course of time um, attenuate your ability to absorb other minerals, right? So like calcium, magnesium, iron. So we want to be thinking about. I love fifty milligrams of zinc daily. Um, it's also really great if you feel yourself getting sick to kind of super load for a couple of days, like a hundred milligrams, you know, of zinc for a couple. Days. But if you are, I I don't love supplementing with zinc for high levels for a long time. So I love to make sure that, you know, magnesium and uh, calcium and iron are all getting in there too. So 50 milligrams uh, daily is what I love to recommend for that. Another thing I want to examine in the winter is that we tend to have a propensity to eat more crap when it's colder, right? So think about, just think about like the holidays that bookend winter, right? So we have sort of Halloween that kicks things off. If you're Canadian, you're going to have Thanksgiving and then Halloween. And then to sort of end it off, you have Valentine's Day, in February. And in between the Halloween and the Valentine's Day, you are also having a Thanksgiving. If you're American, you're going to have Christmas, you're going to have potentially Hanukkah, New Year's, like all of these holidays are typically centered around food and specifically more sugary food, right? We have like the processed low quality chocolates in ha- at Halloween and on Valentine's day. We have the more carbs, the more processed foods, there's more sugar in general. And of course in aggregate, what that does is depress the immune system. Uh, and this is why many of my colleagues in the functional medicine community often will say that, you know, cold and flu season not a season winter is a season cold and flus they tend to increase in their um uh there tends to be more of them when we tend to eat more crap and we're not moving as much so to help with that i love in the winter time to start using more of a supplement called berberine i am incredibly bullish on sauna as a therapy for recovery heart health So berberine is a natural supplement. It's primarily used to reduce insulin resistance. Okay. So it will improve biomarkers of type two diabetics. So if we look at their fasting glucose, they look, we look at their, uh, glycated hemoglobin berberine helps with that. And it also helps activate an enzyme called AMPK or adenosine monophosphate activated protein kinase or AMPK, um, And this is going to help with insulin sensitivity. So this has often been compared to metformin, which is a drug that has been around for, oh God, so long, I think 19... maybe 1930s, if I know my history, I could, I have to fact check myself on that. But it's like metformin has been around for a long time and metformin is often given with the same type of dosage, right? So it's like 1500 milligrams of metformin thrice daily. So you'll have like three separate dosage of 500 milligrams each. But berberine has actually been shown in the same dosage. So 1500 milligrams thrice daily with each dose being 500 milligrams each. This has been um, shown to have the same effect And I love berberine because it is natural. And um, I'm always going to advocate for minimum effective dose first. So I love that um, berberine can activate some of these insulin sensitization pathways. And of course, given that we are generally eating more carbs, moving less, right? It's, I mean, in wintertime, it's just more laborious, right? Like you can't just walk outside. You got to get the jacket on and the hats and the mitts and the scarf and the extra sweater and the, you know, the socks and the blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, we tend to move less in the winter and we tend to eat more carbohydrates. So this is a perfect storm for increasing inflammation and these pro-inflammatory pathways in the body. So berberine is really great for that. Another supplement that I start to take a lot more in the winter is curcumin. So this is the active ingredient in turmeric. If you've ever had Indian food and you see like the yellow like the yellow um rice, um y- this is the it, it is the um curcumin is the active ingredient in in turmeric. Now curcumin is is actually poorly absor- absorbed on its own. So you have to take it with food. Um, it's also great if you can take it with black pepper extract as well. That will also augment its its um, absorption. And curcumin has some really cool, interesting effects on lung function too. So this is, of course, of particular importance in the winter when we're thinking about respiratory infections, colds, and flus. It it prevents um, or it blocks rather uh, cytokine release. So these are um, cytokines are a part of the immune system that will just increase a lot of. Um, uh, pro-inflammatory pathways. And it's been suggested that giving curcumin um, can prevent some of the life-threatening com- uh, complications of more severe viral infections. So it's been studied um, in particular with something called acute respiratory distress syndrome or ARDS um, is the acronym um, and preventing cytokine storms, which has also been a concern in the current viral, the current virus that, um, uh, that we are trying to uh, combat and get over. So curcumin has been shown to help with cytokine storms as well. Now, the other thing that I've been taking this year, and this is new, um, is biotin. So biotin is actually one of the B vitamins. It's technically B7, but most people just refer to it as biotin and that's fine. Um, you may have seen Instagram ads, of, uh, or at least maybe you'll start to see them now if you're listening to this with your phone nearby. And um, you may see Instagram ads trying to sell you these like luscious, you know, you might see models with this like gorgeous, luscious hair. And, you know, if you usually look, it's biotin as the main ingredient and there's always a model. She has like impossibly long hair. It seems thick all the way down to the ends. And Betty's, I just have to say, this is not why I'm taking biotin. Like, I have to call BS on this because I personally have not cut my hair now since February of 2020. So, when kind of the pandemic, like I had my hair cut, my little, you know, got my blowout in 2020, February 2020, pandemic hit. My hairstylist, uh, you know, wasn't seeing clients, uh, you know, uh, understandably so. And I just haven't gone back because I just can't, I just can't wear a mask in a hair salon. It just, it's like, I can't, I can't. It's just like my own little quirk. So I have just not cut my hair. (laughs) My hair has actually grown quite long and I consider myself to be in relatively good health. uh, And my hair does not look like these girls on Instagram. And I am putting the olive oil in my hair as masks. I'm putting, dipping my hair in mayo. I'm eating my fats and I have split ends. Okay. So just i have to like get off my soapbox here but just don't buy into the hype it's like as much as you want your little betty heart wants you to believe that you'll get hair like that you won't that's not what it's for um biotin is a coenzyme for carboxylases which is um these are basically enzymes that assist in the metabolism of fats proteins and carbs uh for energy production so um when we think about carboxylases, they're they're essential for gluconeogenesis, um, you know, energy like ATP production, um, the use of um, branch chain amino acids for neurotransmitter production. And of course, the synthesis and breakdown of fatty acids for energy and insulin uh, release. So when you don't have enough biotin or vitamin B7, your metabolism will slow down, okay? So that is going to lead to fatigue and digestive issues and weight gain and depression. So I'm taking biotin. This is my first time uh, taking it. Um, uh, I have never, I've never, I mean, other than my full spectrum B, but like specifically I'm taking biotin um, because I wanna see if this is going to help, um, uh, to help with that. So um, when we think about, biotin as well, or, you know, uh, B7, it has like inadequate, like if you don't have enough, again, in the context of immune system, it's been associated with a decreased antibody synthesis. So, you know, your antibodies as we like antibodies have been like one of the premier topics this year. Um, When you are exposed to a bacteria or a virus or some sort of pathogen, your body is going to make antibodies so that the next time that you are exposed to it, your body actually knows what to do. But if you don't have enough biotin, you are going to have a decreased antibody synthesis, you're going to have T cell decay, lower amounts of spleen cells. And um, so we want to be, uh, uh, this has become a particular supplement of focus for me and for my kids, because we are trying to become harder to kill. (laughs) That's basically it. So, um, that's super important. And then just like a little kind of fun, well, maybe not fun, but just a, 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 a fact for, you know, women who get chronic, uh, vaginal, uh, yeast infections, um, when you are supplementing with biotin, um, usually what what may be what may be causing um, uh, the chronic vaginal uh, candidiasis is a, de- a deficiency in something called biotinidase, which is an enzyme that helps recycle uh, biotin, and. So when you are supplementing with biotin, you can actually help with this deficient um, uh, biotinidase uh, levels. So just a little bit of geeky magic there for you as well. And then just to round out this discussion, magnesium, uh, magnesium will... I increase my levels of magnesium in the wintertime as well. Of course, my opinion with magnesium is ladies, it is better than diamonds. (laughs) You do not need diamonds. If you have magnesium, it is the fourth most abundant mineral in the body. And of course it's like, you need you need it to live. So it produces, it's required in order for you to produce ATP. You know, it's important for your bone health and your muscle contraction and relaxation for your blood pressure, for stabilizing glucose. Like there's so, like there's so much, I can't even like that's, you know, it's stabilizes your blood glucose levels, your neurotransmitter production, neurotransmitter regulation, you know, your immune system. So I will usually take the bulk of my magnesium in the evening because I want to profit from the relaxation benefits that it imparts to the muscle. It helps me get a little sleepy, activates my parasympathetics, you know, like a little goddess, little goddess ritual for me in the evening is taking about, uh, I will go up to in the winter, like 800 milligrams of magnesium nightly. You can also actually, if you don't want to supplement with magnesium, you can also take an Epsom salt bath or as I like to call it a goddess bath. So what I mean by the goddess bath is that you put so much Epsom salt in the water that it can no longer fully be dissolved by the volume Of bath water. So, you like when you get into the bath, you can still feel some of the crystals of the Epsom salts at the bottom of the bath. And I feel like this is absolutely something that every woman should do at least once. Epsom salts are cheap. And while I have been known to put a whole two pound bag in my bath water. You don't need to do this. You don't need to be as crazy as me. A cup or two, a cup or two of epsom salts are going to suffice. And this is going to be great for that rest and relaxation and all the benefits that magnesium has. And then the last one I want to talk about is melatonin. Of course, we know it as the sleep hormone, uh, the hormone of darkness, and it also plays a role in regulating the immune response. So um, when we think about the um, the membranes of immune cells, so when we look at T cells and B cells, they all have melatonin receptors, right? So by binding to them, melatonin can either activate or suppress these cells, right? And it, it can modify the immune response. So super cool. And melatonin, again, one of the few nutrients that can actually get inside the mitochondria. It has also been shown to reduce inflammation um, by blocking major inflammatory uh, pathways like NF-kappa B um, or pro-inflammatory cytokines, um, IL-2, IL-6, TNF-alpha, like all all the cytokines, um, and NLRP3. This is another pro-inflammatory Uh, pathway, um, which is really important for lung infections. So those are like the winter, like that's my winter supplementation um, toolkit and I will put links in the show notes for all the studies that I've talked about today and the the, the actual supplements that I'm taking. So I, I've a couple of times I've posted on Instagram, you know, this is like it like I' put like my hand and they'll be just like the gob of the supplements that I'm taking and people are like, what the hell are you taking, woman? So I wanted to do a, a a podcast to show you what I take. and also just to, you know, in the spirit of openness and honesty and transparency, like how things change over the year because we know that as the seasons change, we should also be adapting to the rhythm of the earth. And supplementation is one of the things that for me changes with the seasons. And of course, changes with where I am in my menstrual cycle, as I mentioned before as well. So Um, I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope that this was super valuable. I know I did a little harder on the geek stuff, talking a lot about those inflammatory pathways, but those are super important for you to be aware of as well. And, you know, if you are a longtime listener of the pod, like one of my through lines here is to not only make myself harder to kill, like I want myself, I want to be healthy and no matter what comes my way, I want to have the resilience to be able to fight it. But I also want you to be harder to kill as well. You are, you know, a really important part of my Betty army and I want you to be as healthy as you possibly can. And I think that there are some channels where there's a certain amount of censorship that is happening, where this vital information is not getting to you. So I do feel uh, very called to share this, and whether or you know, however it lands for you is absolutely fine. Like this whole pot, like I share information with the hope that you can make an informed decision. About your health. So, whether you do or you don't, or you're maybe somewhere in the middle, I'm all good. I still love you anyway. And uh, I would love, love, love to hear what you thought of this podcast. You can uh, join our Facebook community. Uh, it's called the Better Podcast Community on Facebook. You can leave me a rating or a review. Hopefully, it's a positive one. And, um, and that will help me continue to direct content in a way that is useful and meaningful for you. So with that said, I hope you have an absolutely wonderful day and we will see you next week on Geeky Magic. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For those of you who want to continue on this week's Geeky Magic Carpet Ride with me, visit bettershow.co forward slash show notes. You'll find research, links, summary notes, musings that I prepared in preparation for the podcast. And I often throw in some of my best practices, bonuses, and links. All the juicy bits are in there for you. And now for the obligatory legal and medical disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and the advice recommendations we discuss do not replace medicine, chiropractic, or any other primary healthcare providers, advice, treatment, or care. In the consumption of this podcast, there is no doctor patient relationship formed and the use and implementation of the information discussed are at the sole discretion of the listener. The information and opinions shared on this podcast are not intended to be a substitute for primary care, diagnosis, or treatment. This episode is brought to you by yours truly, Dr. Stephanie Estima and Leverage. Leverage handles all production, creates the images that you see on my social media, and takes out all my awkward pauses. They are my secret magic bullet. You can visit them at getleverage.com forward slash better.